This is the Truth Network. The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Welcome to the Masculine Journey. We are very glad to have you with us today. We are just, uh, it's really a, a bittersweet day today on the Masculine Journey. We, we lost a good friend of ours this last week. Robbie, I know that uh, we all did a, a show with you uh, last Saturday, a week ago, uh, with the Christian car guy just kind of uh, honoring Vinny. But, uh, you know, Vinny had been a big part of the Masculine Journey radio show for a long time. Uh, before he got really ill, and so we felt like we really wanted to do that again with this show. Yeah, since 2014, that, you know, he was part of that big time, like, for six years. Yeah, yeah, you know, and, and uh, whenever he could, I mean, he came over long after many people would not, right? In his situation, you know, he had, when we first started doing the show, he could, he could see, for the most part. Mm-hmm. He could drive. He was just still <laughs> able to drive at that point, you know, and then he lost a little bit of his sight. He had uh, macular degeneration, and, uh, you know, it, it advanced pretty quickly. And so, you know, it went through a stage where people would pick him up and bring him to the show, and, um, you know, he was a trooper, and he, he, he would come and, and uh, be a part of it. And even when he moved into assisted living, he was always trying to be a part of it in any way he could always asking about the show or trying to get them to sponsor the show <laughs> you know had us over there we did a remote from his assisted living place oh yeah 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 we picked him up at that assisted living place several times yeah al was his wheel man yeah he was he was and so we, we lost Vinny this last uh, week a week ago uh, friday he'd passed away and went on and we know that he's in a better place and uh we know that he's healthy and he can see and he's with loved ones and you know, it's a great feeling to know where he's at. It, it's still it's a hard feeling to, to miss him because he was a big part of our life. He was very much a, a sage in our life and, and shared a lot of his wisdom and uh, not always wisdom with us as well. <laughs> well, you know, you got the whole package. When yeah. you get a broken man, you, you get the, the great stuff that he had, all the kind of wisdom, but you also had, in his case, lots of colorful stories and... <laughs> And, and an insight that really, you know, I don't know. And, and a level of honor. You know, Vinny understood honor at a level that I really never met another man. And, and I really think when I, when I think about that first uh, clip, the code, that you can kind of hear it in this clip that we're going to play from, from Vinny talking about the code, that in his world, when he grew up, Honor was way, way, way above anything that I think most of us experienced growing up. What was worth dying for? The code. You kept your mouth shut. You, everybody in the neighborhood knew what happened, but nobody could talk and nobody would talk. Uh, so we talk about the code and that was it, you know. Because when you shape up on a dock and the foreman comes down and picks out who he wants every day, 
that is a message to everybody. I'm picking these certain few. And the guys that are better workers, most of the time they didn't get picked because they would be troublemakers. Anyway, again I say there is a code. There was a code. It's sort of like a common story in them days. Uh, there was the code of the Italians against the Irish, the Irish against the Italian. But when it comes time to work on the docks, they had to work together, you know. So, uh, hence, the unions came in and took advantage of it. Yeah, so... Did you hear how I I asked this question? <laughs> like, what's worth dying for? Because you know we talk about that in boot camp and in battle, and you know what do you what do you have in your life that you're willing to risk it all for? And and Vinny comes out with the code, <laughs> you know, and, it, and you just get a sense that wow, this this is something that I do not understand, but clearly. Um, was part of that generation it was you know and we constantly as we'd meet a a group of uh, band of brothers you know Vinny you know we came from very just different areas geographically but also generationally and and Vinny would always you know chime in and and share how it was not that way when he grew up you know and it really wasn't you know Vinny was the same age as my mom you know and but yet he was my friend and that made it a little weird but uh it was always good to know that that Vinny had this code, this honor, this way that he looked at life, and he was going to be true to that. Right? That was one thing that was predictable about Vinny. A lot of things weren't always predictable about Vinny, but knowing that that honor and that code was was wired into him was one that was always there. You know, we would prep before a show. My, one of my favorite things about Vinny is we would talk about the show before the show. And then, uh, you know, it's okay, Vinny, I'm going to ask you this question. Because you guys always give me a hard time that I ask questions that I don't tell you. I tried to be very intentional to tell Vinny the questions I was going to ask him. And so we would talk about a question, and he would tell me what his answer was going to be. And we'd get to the show, and I'd ask him the question. And, wow, we went in a different direction. (laughs) And that was just Vinny being authentic to living out of the heart. That was who he was. He lived from his heart. and was very much the, the type of person that he was. Now, Caleb, I have my honor of having my boys here with me today. Now, Caleb, you're part of the show the other day, and you shared some stuff about Vinny. But what's some of your memories of Vinny? Yeah, I mean, you talk about code. I think that applies to Vinny's way of treating other people, and everybody is his family. Um, you know, the people that are around him, he treats you truly as family, and I felt that from the very first day. Uh, I looked up to to Vinny like he was, um, you know, kind of a grandfather to me. You know, me and my brother lost a uh, our grandfather's at pretty young age. Um, my younger brother, Eli, you know, a little bit younger than I did, and I'm sure he'll attest to that. But, you know, that's that's what Vinny was to me. He was a grandfather and just a, a sage and just really brought me into this journey of manhood because I was 16 years old when I met Vinny. And so some of the lessons that, you know, he had learned in his younger ages, those are things that he was able to share with me and things that, you know, I was able to experience through him. Now, Eli, for you... What's your, some of your memories of, of Vinny? Now, you were quite a bit younger. You're six years younger than, than uh, Caleb, so you met him. You were around 10. Yeah, so um, whenever I think of Vinny, I always think of this, this first joke he told me. As, like, when I was 10, I was at a boot camp. I came to visit, 
he told me, there's a way that you can count your fingers that you have 11 fingers. And I was, I was so confused. I was sitting there looking at my fingers. I was like, how do you do that? And he just started counting backwards from 10 on your fingers. And he was like, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6 plus 5 equals 11. And I don't know why. I, I don't know why I remember that. But that's just my first thought of Vinny is just how he, like, he was so good with me as a kid and how he just automatically treated me like a family member. Yeah, when I, my first time I met Vinny was at a boot camp up in Park Springs. You know, and I looked out, and then there was a gentleman that was much older than me, and I'm like, okay, it must be one of Robbie's friends. Because <laughs> 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 Robbie said he was going to bring some of his friends from his yeah. Thursday group. And, and so we went out after a session, and he's outside, and he had his, his Mets hat on. And no, it was a Giants hat. It was a Giants hat at the time. And, you know, I looked at him, and I said, what, did you get that free with a fill-up? You know, I didn't know Vinny's story, didn't know that he'd been involved in the mafia and some other stuff, you know, and had I would know that, I probably would have asked him, but, you know, his response was he started laughing, you know, and that became a friendship that, you know, just was started at that point forward, and, and there were so many times that he was just always there in one way or another, you know, uh, the interesting thing about sharing as a group after the show, a lot of times we'll sit and talk, and especially after Vinny went blind, he did a lot, this a lot more, was he would be very quiet. And wouldn't say anything, and you'd almost think he was asleep, honestly. Most of the time, you know, you're like, Vinny, are you still with us? You know, you'd almost want to ask him, but then out of nowhere, he'd either call you a whack job or, or, or he'd speak some real love into your heart. But either way, he was going to tell you what he thought you needed to know. Uh, I, I bet you all, if you think about it, you know, the name of this show is The Masculine Journey. And we talk about all the time that masculinity is bestowed from man to man. Now, you may have met some men in your life, but if you knew Vinny Menino, there was no question that that was a man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, this was somebody that you were not going to mess with. <laughs> I mean, of course, I messed with him a lot, but, I mean, you knew that there was a force to be reckoned with here, but also he, he because of the code, because of of his honor because of a lot of things you know those are things he spoke from his heart but th the next clip i want to play is listen to how tender he was as he as he speaks of the loss of his son times that you've been called to have a conversation you really didn't want to have and, and just some of the little details around that one of the hardest things that i have ever had to face was when my last son was born uh, and he was born premature in the sixth uh, month and doctor told us that he wouldn't live but I wouldn't tell that to my wife who was in her bed mm -hmm. bedroom I mean a hospital room and about the seventh day uh, I get a call from the doctor that John Vincent had died mm -hmm. now I have to go tell my wife yeah. no and I actually went into the cafeteria and stayed there for about four hours trying to figure out how I could put it to her without her being hurt. Mm -hmm. I wasn't thinking about me anymore. I was thinking about her. After about five, six cups of coffee, I went up there and she was beaming, my wife, mm -hmm. beaming because she gave me another son. And wow. That even made it worse. Mm -hmm. 
to stand there. Now what do I do? You know, I was all ready, but I wasn't ready now. <clears throat> well, I did tell her. And I will never forget the look in her face. Uh, that's one of them times when you walk away and for a couple of days, you just don't know where you're at. Mm -hmm. uh, I just put myself, I do this a lot, I put myself in the bed and I just wait for everything to blow over. And most of the times in my life, which has been pretty long, uh, it's worked for me. I just let God handle it and uh, he handled that one. But I... As we come back, we're going to continue to learn more about Vinny and talk about his life and how much of a, boy, just what a sage and a, a person he was that loved us well. And he wasn't perfect like none of us are, but he was who he was and he walked in that authenticity. Oh, and it's cold outside and you get out of the shower and your towel won't dry you off. Oh, <laughs> it makes you feel like you might need to throw in the towel. <laughs> well, go ahead. We got something better for you. My pillow towels. I mean, some bath towels just don't absorb water. Others, you know, you feel like you're drying off with sandpaper. About 20 years ago, the textile manufacturers came up with a not-so-brilliant idea to make towels softer by adding chemicals. Great idea, but one problem. The towels won't dry you off. My pillow is changing back to the better days when towels actually worked. This is Southern Cotton from the USA. 60-day money-back guarantee. Colors to match any bathroom. White, mineral gray, stone, ocean blue, royal purple, and more. If you order right now, you get 30% off a set. Two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. Call 800-943-7096. Use promo code CARGUY. Now what do we do? Just be yourselves. Where are you going? I'm going to pick a fight. If it feels like every day is picking a fight, then you might want to come listen to The Masculine Journey and find out why we use clips like these to illustrate the story God is telling in the lives of men today. The truth is God designed you to pick a fight, but which fights do we pick? Well, grab your gear and come on a quest every Saturday at noon. And now The Masculine Journey After Hours podcast. Masculine Journey Radio. Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. Then you can go to facebook.com where you can click the donate button. Or you can go to masculinejourneyradio.org. Once again, look for the donate button. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to PO Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. And now the end is near And so I face the final curtain My friend, I'll say it clear I'll state my case of which I'm certain I've lived a life that's full uh, you can't help but think of any when you think of that song, My Way. Yeah, it was his, it was his theme song, and Al used to <laughs> play that, in, and you know, he would sing along with it, and you heard all those stories. But as you think about what you just heard in My Way from Frank Sinatra, which was clearly his, you know, just idol or whatever, 
listen to the final part of that. We were playing this clip about him talking about his the son, John Vincent, that that passed away right after birth. And now listen as you think about where Vinny is and what he says. He handled that one. But I think of him every day. I even think, believe it or not, you know, when I go to heaven, uh, what he's going to look like. He'd be 53 now. Uh, I can't wait to see him, mm -hmm. as I can't wait to see my wife, Rita. Mm -hmm. So that's a story that was very, very, very difficult for me. Yeah, Vinny, uh, when you asked me a question, you were going to get the honest answer. <laughs> I mean, you really were. I, I remember a lot of times, like I said, we would practice a little bit before, not really practice, but, you know, talk about, okay, this is what we're going to talk about. And then he would come out of nowhere with a story, and you'd be like, oh, wow. You know, and that's where he, just, he walked with God in, in the midst of that, and he would just share what came from his heart. That was, that was Vinuardo. Well, yeah, I mean, so going back to the clip on the advertisement for the boot camp, you know, the the clip from Braveheart, well, what do we do now? He said, well, just be yourselves. And boy, was that not been any. And then uh, he did it his way. I mean, he really did. I mean, it it was inc unconventional, I think. I think, well, what we've been talking about. <laughs> you didn't know what you always, what, what all you, you were going to get, but you got what his heart was going through at that time. It wasn't, it wasn't filtered like a lot of us do. I'm bad to filter. I want to make sure it sounds right or that it matches. He just, he just told you what was on his heart. And I think we all appreciated that honesty. And he had a story for everything. So that was always good. There was so much to glean from. <laughs> Well, you know, he, he'd grown up in an Italian family that had uh, been reportedly involved with the mafia. He got away from that, broke free from that. He was a prison guard in the North Carolina prison system at a much advanced age compared to most of the people going into the guard. I mean, he was... What, yeah, he'd already retired. Yeah. And so then he decides to be the guard father because, you know, everybody heard the stories and you can just picture, you know, Vinny and, and they put him on the... You know, his story was that they, you know, that they put him up in the tower because they know he would shoot. <laughs> <laughs> like, he probably would have. Yeah, I don't doubt that. And, and, you know, that's when if you're picking somebody to go up on the tower, you want to pick somebody that will, you know, pull the trigger. Well, they felt confident they had their man there. Yeah, Vinny, uh, Robbie, the, the, this clip I want to play is from uh, uh, On the Same Cloud. Did you want to set that, that one up a little bit? Yeah, I'll never, ever forget. Well, Vinny and I, if people knew us, we, we would batter back and forth. And, but we were family, so we could get really, really angry at each other at times. And, and one of our clips, I mean, one of our times we were arguing, I was um, trying to make a point that, that he wasn't thinking with clear theology. And so I said, because I wanted him to think about his pastor who was – at the Methodist Church. And so I said, Vinny, who is the person that's closest in your life to God? And he said, me. <laughs> so, <laughs> which was the greatest answer ever. I've thought about that answer many, many, many times. And I hope that someday if somebody says, Robbie, who's the closest person to God you know? I'm going to say me. But when you listen to this clip, you can see that's truly what Vinny felt. Vinny, for you, how do you draw nearer to God? Uh, let's see. How do I draw nearer? If I was any closer right now, it 
what's going on in my life, mm -hmm. I'd be in his shadow, <laughs> honestly and truthfully. Uh, I've always been close to God, I believe. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe I've strayed, uh, but I've always been close to him because I don't know anybody in my lifetime that is a Christian that I've said this to all you guys that, you know, whether you believe in God or not, when something drastic happens, you say, oh, my God, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? And everybody does it. Mm -hmm. So with me, what's happening in my life now, uh, being a little bit on the old side and uh, blind with a blind wife, uh, I'm so close to God that, you know, I almost want to put on a robe. And, <laughs> and I was always drawn to him like most everybody here and out there, always when something is going wrong. And that's not getting close to God. You know, you only go to him when something is wrong. You should be close to him at all times. Celebrate the good things as well as the things that you can't handle. I guess that's about how I feel about God and drawing near to him. I'm, like I said, if I got any closer to God <laughs> now, I'd be in his shadow. Uh, I think I'm on the same cloud as he is. <laughs> and uh, he's telling me to lose weight because he don't want to fall through. <laughs> unscripted. <laughs> Definitely unscripted. <laughs> Which tells me, you know, you know, for, you know that you would ask him that question prior to the, oh, to yeah. the show. And, and you were expecting a completely, you know, draw near to well, God and he'll draw yeah. near to you kind of answer. I thought it was going to be the sister. <laughs> yeah. The sister used to Carmelita. talk. Carmelita. Sister Carmelita. I, I was 99% sure it was going to be Sister Carmelita. And then it was like, uh, me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just, that was, that was how it was, you know. And, and as I said, you know, when you, when you think about, so many men are out there that reach, you know, in their 60s, 70s, and, and they do not realize what a value they have in, in imparting masculinity to the next generation. Because as we talked about, Vinny had a story that was unique, you know, in this area for sure. But when this guy started, you know, showing you how to shoot a gun, or when this guy started telling you how to talk to a woman or, or whatever, you knew you were getting that information from a man's man. Yeah, you'd have to update it <laughs> a little bit to today's standards. Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, he definitely grew up in a different time period. You know, it, it, we, would, we would talk about life, you know, and, and that's, you know, this band of brothers that we talk about on the air, it's, it's not just for the air, it's, it's, it's what we do. We... We spend time with each other after the show, before the show. But after the show, we typically is when we talk about the life stuff. You know, and with Vinny, you knew where he was. There was no doubt that you knew where he was at any point. You know, there were times that he was down, times that he was up, times that he was giddy. But he was him, and he was always authentic, wasn't he, Andy? He was. He was. I mean, like we said, you, you get uh, what you see is what you get with him, and... You you didn't really know what to expect, but you know it's it like you were talking a minute ago, or, or he was talking on the on that. That is such simplistic wisdom there. Whereas 
it's sad that we go to God whenever things are tough, but we don't. I mean, that's kind of where we're at in America today, right? And we go to him when things get tough, and we why not take the time when things are good to have those mountaintop experiences with the God when you're not having to deal with all that? There's great wisdom in that statement that I hadn't heard him say before. So, Yeah, I was, I was thinking – as you're talking, Andy, when, we, when I first met him, obviously it was a different time. His wife had just uh, had be started going blind. I didn't know him when he was married to Rita. Yeah, I knew him. Neither when, did I. I knew him when he was married to Nancy. <laughs> yeah, he died. She died right before I met him. Uh, yeah, I, I knew it had to be pretty close. You know, and so um, Nancy had started going blind, and you know, we first met him, and then all of a sudden, he developed the same thing, but the different version. She, mm. one of them, had dry macular degeneration mm-hmm. the other had wet right and his advances such quicker pace than hers you know that he went from being able to see peripherally to nothing mm-hmm. right and, and just walking through life with him and then when he lost nancy mm-hmm. you know just all the times that we were there but the one thing that always amazed me about Vinny is i never personally ever heard him angry with god about right. it well he would put on a pity party unlike anybody oh, you ever met in your life but god wasn't the deal and and i you know to be fair to everybody mm-hmm. Vinny struggled tremendously with depression mm-hmm. but he also had an understanding that helping other people or being able to minister to other people was a way that actually helped him get out of the depression to rita helped him get out of the depression to nancy mm-hmm. And here in the last stages of his life, the very last time he was on the show, the last words, of course, we have a whole, you know, after hours podcast we're going to do in a minute, which has even cooler legacy that you're going to hear from his grandson and all that stuff. But the last words that Vinny said on the radio in the last show that you did, you know, we brought him in here in August of 2019. But this, this really gives you an idea of how he knew in his heart inherently the way out of my depression was to help other people so you know sam he set it up to do this bible study there in the last not now we're not talking about assisted living at this point in time he's in hospice i mean you know these are the last months of his life and he's doing devotions and so this is the last word yeah i just didn't want to lay in that bed and feel sorry for myself i just didn't want to go ahead we got time I wanted to help people as Morrow was doing. So Sam, that, yeah. Oh yeah, it's, I, sorry, uh, his friend Murr is gonna call in on the show, so I don't know if he'll make the actual show here or if he'll make the uh, uh, after hours. But, because uh, I, I gave him the wrong number. <laughs> <laughs> that was my fault, I should've used my glasses when I was giving <laughs> the number, but yeah, you know, Vinny, you would go visit him at the facility and, and you'd, begin to wonder is he how is he even going to make it to the next day and then all of a sudden on friday he was up preaching to people (laughs) and sharing his heart (laughs) you know (laughs) and moving people towards god and that's what Vinny would do is he would draw us back to god and one of the amazing things about Vinny is that he would always pray you know when when he could have walked away and and cursed god he could have walked away and blamed god he could have walked away and did lots of things he walked closer and closer to god Mm. and spent more and more time in prayer you know, and that's one thing that I'll always take with me is how much he loved his father and how much his father loved him. 
And so I want you to go listen to the podcast that we're getting ready to record after this that continues to talk about uh, Vinny and his life, but also the impact he made on us, masculinejourney.org.